Um, books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club. Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. Hey gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And here we are at the fucking penultimate episode of the Nerd Blitz Book Club. This month, we're covering... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Next page, you fucker. The Adventure of the Vorish Sign by Richard A. Lupoff or Lupoff. I think we struggled with that before. Is it Lupoff or Lupoff? Or Lupoff. Or or Lupoff. Don't fucking confuse me. (laughs) And then the other one is? It is The Adventure of Exum Priory by F. Gwyn- Whoa. F. Gwynplaine yeah. McIntyre. And you know, we haven't mentioned it yet, but all of these stories, they give a year that they take place in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was interested. This one was, uh, I guess it must be the next one where it's uh, 1901 is when it takes place. Oh, Exum Priory, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, this is the penultimate episode of this series of Book Club, man. Yeah. I'm excited getting a little uh, burnt out on this book. Well, I mean, it probably would have gone easier if, and this is on both of us, <laughs> if we had kind of stepped up a little bit and, you know, not taken a year and a half maybe to read it. Well, no, I kind of feel like that's why we took a year and a half is because it was like, okay, this is getting... Um, I don't. Oh. Because... I mean, I know I had a lot of stuff going on too that made it so that we couldn't record as often, so this kind of got kicked to the side. Yeah, but also it's just like... I know there was at least three times where I was like, oh, book club takes a lot of effort, though. And that you're is, like, okay, we can do something else. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is true. The uh, the added burden of, fuck, I have to read like 40 pages this week mm-hmm. or whatever. And spoilers for anybody who doesn't know. Generally, when we did book club regularly, we would record it every two weeks because it's, like you said, it's just so much effort. Mm-hmm. Especially like... I mean, the Star Wars book was one thing, but even that was like, <sighs> okay, mm-hmm. you know, because we did what nineteen episodes of that. Yeah, that was a little, that was excessive. I think we could yeah. all agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but, but even this one was, I think, harder too because it's they're short stories, so it's not like it's not like every week you're you're reading two more chapters of the same continuing story. It's like here, right. well, okay, well, here we go again. Here's the fucking ten page setup of. Here's the client that came in. He's going to figure out who they are before they say anything. And Right. And then it's like, especially like with this first one, The Adventures of the, the Vorish Sign. I fucking really didn't like this story. <laughs> well, I mean, before we get into it, th- that's one thing I will say. These do feel a lot like the Conan Doyle short stories. These two to me. Yeah. Because they have that same, because every fucking one of them. Every, I love the Sherlock stories, but every fucking one of them has exactly what you said. Yeah. Some fucker comes in and Sherlock's like, oh, you came from fucking New Bedford. And it's like, mm. wow, did you know that? And he fuck, we got to do three pages of him being like, well, the mud on your shoe tells me that. And then your 
packed lightly, so that means this, and mm, you yeah. stopped here, and you w- should have been here because your letter that you sent, so it's got to be you, and it's like... Right. And every time Watson is like, oh, wow, and it's like, come on, you fucking idiot. Right. But I mean, like 50% of this story is just the setup. Right. And then they actually get, right. then they actually get to the adventure part, and it's like, what the fuck? That was like two pages, you know? But, I mean, that feels Conan doyle to me. Yeah, well... Yeah, it does. I'm saying this one felt like they pulled the taffy too long on that. Like his were like a page or two of setup, but this was like mm. fucking 15 pages of getting to know this broad and getting to know <laughs> you, you know, and getting <laughs> right. her whole backstory. And I, I mean, I think we mentioned this in one of the earlier stories. I fucking hate it. I think it happened in both of these stories where they're like, they're telling you a bunch of fucking boring details and then they're like, but I won't bore you with that. And it's like, fucking, too, could yeah, you too late. take that same tact with your main story too? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, even the ones I like, I think most of these stories could probably be shortened by at least a page, but some of them like three. Yeah. Well, this one definitely felt too long to me. I don't know if I was just in a bad mood when I read it or what, but by the time they actually got to the... Because, I mean, it feels like it takes them 10 pages to get to the root of the problem, to, to the actual right. problem. And it's like, fuck me. Come on. Tick tock. But. I mean, I definitely liked it way more than you. I can tell that already. Yeah. But, yeah, continue. Yeah. I mean, it just, it felt like a circle jerk kind of to me. Right. Like it was. No, I, I can understand yeah. why you feel the way you do. I just, I really did like it way more than you, I think. But trust me, it ain't a 10. Yeah. Oh, fuck no. You'd have my head checked if I said that. <laughs> yeah. Probably should anyway, but... But yeah, I mean, it's basically this lady comes over from Canada who moved to Canada with her husband. Her husband disappeared and like some kooky shit's going on with her husband's brother. Or no, her brother. Her brother, Her brother, yeah. right? And this new swarthy gypsy lady that he's taken up with. And also, before her husband disappeared, he had this special room built in their house. That was kind of creepy. I will give you that, but it reminds me of uh, some houses we looked at when we were looking to buy this house mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen houses around like this around here but where they have like a coal storage room oh so there's like a cinder block room in the basement mm-hmm. with a door on it and it has the coal window to the outside the coal chute where, right. they, where they used to load the coal into this room there was a couple houses we looked at like that and it was creepy as fuck because there's like no windows or anything it's just a cinder block room it looks like a prison cell right or something it's creepy we've got a room sort of like that in our basement yeah yeah but yeah, and the way the room is described too is like it's totally nondescript and shit. Mm-hmm. And it like she stood in the middle of the room, and the walls all seemed like they were coming at weird different angles and shit. Yeah, like some kind of yeah, some kind of spacey nonsense. Yeah, some spacey nonsense that I kind of couldn't picture really very well. Right. So I was like, hmm, that didn't do a very good job of making me see what's supposed to be there. Right, that that is one complaint I can fucking definitely give this. Like, they over-explain the author. Who's the author again on this? Richard A. Lepoff. Uh, yeah, he over-explained some shit and, like, gave way too much fucking detail, but this room, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of nondescript, and yeah, fuck it, I don't want to talk about this room no more. Yeah, I don't know, the walls don't really meet at the right angles. It's like, what? Yeah, I mean, I, right. I don't know that he, he, he didn't under-explain it, I think he just doesn't know how to explain it. <laughs> I don't think he under knows how to explain or describe what the concept is of this room, like wh- what it's supposed to look like. Which is fine, if but if that's the case, it's like, then don't use that fucking device. Right. It'd be like me fucking describing a TV. If I don't know how to fucking describe it, why am I talking about it? Yeah, but it's not even that they're, the walls meet at different angles and weird angles and stuff, but there's like gaps between where they meet, right? Almost like there's uh, the walls don't come together completely. 
Um, I think it was kind of implied that they kind of shift and whatnot. Right. Yeah. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's just like a real fucking fluid room almost. Yeah, like the walls are louvered or something. They're what? Like they're louvered. I thought you said lubered. No. It's like you, like they sprayed lube on the walls? Yeah. Well, that's why they shift around so much. They're so slippery. They they just slide around. He gonna fuck them walls, ain't he? Maybe. <laughs> so yeah her husband disappears so she goes into this room and she's like what the fuck Mm -hmm. and then soon after her brother disappears right yeah and it was just after he'd married this fucking weird broad who like was getting rid of the entire because she comes from money and then she married into money Mm -hmm. but this broad that her sister her sister (laughs) well this book got hot the walls aren't the only things that are shifting around (laughs) my hand down my pants now There's a bunch of cuts for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but soon after her brother marries this broad, fucking all of a sudden, all of the longtime family staff that they've had starts getting fired or let go or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this broad, because weird shit's going on after her brother disappears, she's like, fuck it, I'm going to go over there and see what's going on, and I'm going to employ the services of this Holmes guy. Mm-hmm. So she goes to home. She's like, oh, fuck, I got problems. Oh, what was me? And he's like, yep, fucking tell your story walking, sister. We're going to go check him out. Mm-hmm. Well, she tells him the story of <laughs> her, her brother's wedding. Right. And they had some weird wacko wedding where it wasn't in a church. Or like yeah, it was like a Unitarian wedding. Or, yeah. And <laughs> and the, the, the... You were going to let that slip by, weren't you? Uh-huh. And the... Uh, <laughs> The person doing the wedding wasn't a priest or anything. It was just some and weird. And wasn't wearing shoes. Yeah. And it started doing these weird hand motions in the air and then just like disappeared. Which I thought that was pretty cool because she was like, he was doing these weird like hand motions and mm-hmm. she raised her hand oh, yeah. and Sherlock was like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't even try. And she's like, I couldn't even if I wanted to. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Continue your story. <laughs> and it's like, whoa. Yeah. And that's when she's like, yeah. And then the fucker, he's like diddle in the air and he popped into like a space-time pussy or something and disappeared i don't remember that part told you this story's hot i would have liked it better if it was told that way (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just thinking like i should adapt all stories and make them fucked up (laughs) anyway (laughs) anyway so anyway so they agree to go with her to this uh the house that they live in, which is like their family right. man, their family estate or their family mansion, and these people were fucking coal magnates, right? They were coal miners. Mm-hmm. So the place where they're going, the the family estate is is called the the Anthracite Palace, right? Right, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's literally a mansion made out of coal, right? It. I think it's described as one point as like blackened stone. It almost seemed like it was coal. No, it is coal. <laughs> right. But Sherlock was like, right. or Watson was like, I'm not quite sure what this shit is. It's like blackened stone. It was fucking weird and wacky. Mm. Yeah. Cause he couldn't believe it was actually, anybody would actually be stupid enough to make a building out of coal. Fucking A. It's yeah. like making a fucking igloo out of kerosene rags. <laughs> So, like, they go down into the basement of this joint, and mm-hmm. there's some fucking spooky priest from this church or whatever that performed the wedding, I think. Wasn't that it? Well, no, they met up with the dude's wife, right? The the gypsy. Right, and she's a fucking bitch. Right, she's kind of a bitch to them, and she the sister wants to know where her brother is or more information. And Oh, and, like, her longtime fucking housekeeper that was basically, like, a second mother to her. She's, and this... Oh, yeah. Her sister-in-law is like, oh, yeah, she's dead. Yeah. Anyway. 
boy. She's the one that tipped her off, that sent her a message right. and said your brother disappeared. And yeah, so so mysteriously she died. And the sister-in-law too was like, and she shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, oh yeah, by the way, she's dead. So anyway, your right. brother, eh, he's fine, I guess. Yeah, you know, he's he's out pursuing his passions, she said. Which means he was like fucking hip deep in poon. I was going to say, he's out, like a, out fucking the goats and stuff. Goats have poons, right? So I've heard. <laughs> he found a fucking real steep drop off cliff, you know, so they'd push back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but no, but then she didn't she say she said his her brother was there or they were gonna they were having some a religious ceremony that night and uh she was hoping that it would just be the sister that was coming for this. Right, yeah. But she's like, well, but you know, we could have a couple extra guests, that's fine. Yeah, she says something like, well, you can join us for the services, and they're like, oh, cool, let's do this, and she goes, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It happens tonight at midnight, and they got there at like fucking four or six or something, so it was like hours away, mm-hmm. and she's like, you can go rest, I'll wake you when it's time. And it's like, okay. Right. Creepo. So, uh, they all go and rest, and Except Sherlock, didn't he stay awake? Yeah, because he went to go investigate their library or something. Fucking A, yeah. She offered the the library to them. They could go look at all their books and shit. I guess they had some weird shit. That's what I would do. I'd go look at books, too. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck that. Sleep's for normal people. (laughs) Then uh, Sherlock goes and wakes them up because it's time for the thing or whatever, the religious thing. And isn't there some clatter in the hallway? No, at one point, before they leave to go to the anthracite place... Watson goes and stays at the chick's hotel with her to keep an eye on her. And then somebody tries to get him to open the door to deliver room service, but it was really wasn't room service. Right. And Sherlock had told him, like, don't open a door for nobody. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I really want these biscuits or whatever that's on this cart. But then he didn't. Yeah. And the chick is like, don't do it. Oh, yeah. She had to stop him. Yeah. Right. Then Sherlock came in and he's like, good thing you didn't open the door. And Watson's like, I know. I remembered what you said. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. But then Sherlock wakes him up and gives Watson something and tells him to promise him not to look at it. Just put it in mm-hmm. his pocket and keep it next to his skin to where it's touching right. his skin. I was like, what? How's he going to put it in his pocket and have it touch his skin? Well, that tells you right there. Watson's a fan of pocket pull. No shit. That's what I figured. <laughs> They were discreet back in them days. I guess. I don't know, but it's some kind of like little gooey, fleshy thing, right? Yeah, I I got the picture in my head that it was like a, um, like a, uh, what the fuck are they called? Like a cephalopod's arms. Tentacle. Tentacle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But it kind of like moved on its own and stuff, like it, there was something inside of it alive. Right. Yeah. And it was calling to Watson or some shit? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I was I had trouble following that part, too. Yeah. But so she takes them downstairs to go to this religious ceremony where this uh, bishop is supposed to be whoever this- uh, Where the fuck swings are. Yeah, whoever this lady was that did that did their uh, their wedding. But then that person doesn't ever show up, so they just do the, the ritual or whatever on their own. So they go down and they have the same exact shifty wall room in their basement. And it's like some kind of portal to other dimensions or some shit, obviously. Interdimensional beings and point... Wait, no, that's his next story in Indiana Jones. Sorry. <laughs> oh, and this church they belong to is the Wisdom Temple of the Dark Heavens. I was like, are you fucking serious with this name? That sounds hot. It sounds like... I don't know. It's like a ripoff of fucking Heaven's Gate, yeah. I got, this story feels an awful lot like some bullshit that I would try to write. <laughs> Not like a professional author would write. Okay. <laughs> Look, dude, you're one for one in my book, so. <laughs> As Mrs. Llewellyn was stocky and swarthy of the model of gypsy women. Hmm. Oh, no, the, the, the bishop did show up. That's right. 
yeah, didn't he, she pop out of like nowhere's doing that fucking weird. Right. That weird jivey hand dancing. <laughs> weird jivey hand dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like fucking the thing started heating up or wiggling in Watson's hand. I bet it did. Fucking well, She's swathed entirely in jet with hair of seeming midnight blue and complexion as black as the darkest African. Okay. Whoa. That's what it says. <laughs> Just saying. Stop, I'm getting hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I noticed there's shit like that that is like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I can't give this guy a pass because this was written just a few years ago. <laughs> well, 17. Oh, still. And, you know, just to go ahead a little bit in that same vein, mm-hmm. it made me feel really uneasy in the next story when the author kept saying, the rats in the walls, the rats in the walls, because I've talked about that story before and it's like, Oh, so cringeworthy. Oh, the Lovecraft story? Yes. With the with his dog? The cat. Oh, the cat, yeah. Yes. So it's like, let's not really reference that that many times. Like four times on one page, he's like, the rat's in the walls, the rat's mm-hmm. in the walls. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't have that problem. I don't think I've read that story. I, I might not. I don't need, there's some things I don't need to know about Lovecraft. <laughs> I mean, I understand. I'm, I've been going through the same thing lately with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Reanimator had enough questionable, oh, God, questionable yeah. stuff in it. I don't, I don't need to see it totally spelled out for me. <laughs> oh, and he does. Yeah. Hard R. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh no. They hadn't invented the soft R yet. Right. I think I told you this. Like one time Angie and I were at Barnes and Noble and they had a collection of Lovecraft stuff. Uh-huh. And it was like a best of Lovecraft or I'd have got it. But Yeah. Because I want the complete works. Anyway. They had the Grand Wizard on the front. <laughs> well, I opened it up and I was like, look at this. You ain't gonna believe this shit. And she's like, What? I was like, You've heard of Lovecraft, right? And she's like, uh yeah, I think so. And I was like, look at this shit. I'm surprised everybody celebrates this dude so much and she's like what like within three pages it was like six seven times dude and she's like whoa, oh that's excessive whoa. and i was like i know wow and what made it even worse is not only did he use that word he put man after it so it, somehow that made it way worse yeah and it's like that's the cat's name simply because he's black you're a fucking idiot dude yeah that's anyway back on track back on track <laughs> So we're down in the fucking basement fucking uh, worship room and the fucking weirdo does the hand diddle and shows up. Yeah. And then like a gap opens in the wall and starts like sucking people in mm-hmm. some shit. Right. Right. Now, I forget. Was his was her brother in the, the hole in the wall or was. Uh, in, the hole, in the hole. In the hole in the wall. Yeah. I think he was. Yeah. So they they started to go through the. This is fucked up. Watson says, I stood transfixed, gazing into the seventh circle of Dante's hell, into the heart of Gehenna. Mm-hmm. Flames crackled, tentacles writhed, claws rasped, and fangs ripped at suffering flesh. That's fucked up. Yeah. And then in, in all that stuff, he could see there was somebody who looked just like this lady Faircloth or whatever mm-hmm. that they're with. So they knew it must be her brother. Right. And uh, they never did find her husband. but. Mm-mm. And then behind all that was like this giant creature, some alien monster. Which I know we're going to watch it at some time. And I know I've spoiled this before, but you know what I saw in my mind's eye with that description of like claws, tentacles, and fangs? 
Uh, what? I saw the spoiler, spoiler, spoilers, the monster from the end of uh, Mystery Inc. Oh, okay. Because they go full fucking Lovecraft, dude. Mm. Hmm. Which I know I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. We've got to get there. We're fucking 40 something episodes away from that, and you're not fucking prepared. Because <laughs> it just goes so balls out nuts. Yeah. Yeah, they find her brother in there and they rip him out real quickly. And this was a bit of a flaw. Like, I loved this ending. Yeah. All of this shit from there, like, in the room and whatnot, the flames and all that. They pull her brother through the fucking portal thing. Mm -hmm. And then it closes real quick and they're like, okay, we got the brother out and we all left and that's it. And I'm like, wait, what? Right. Well, yeah, because Holmes actually goes in to face that big monster right and that started to reach out for him he says to grab him and then holmes gave watson the signal and watson threw that fucking tentacle little love nub or whatever the fuck he had in his pocket right throws it through the through the gap like a some kind of fucking major league pitcher or something and it's hit that monster and shot out all these webs and stuff all over his body oh. yeah hot right i know say it again and then the monster like like <laughs> started freaking out and he actually hit Holmes and knocked him back through the hole mm -hmm. and into the room and then it shut yeah but it was shutting after Watson through the thing right and Holmes like just barely made it through right but like I said Watson is like I got out she got out her brother got out Holmes got out we went outside the whole fucking place lit on fire and that's all yeah that's it and I'm like that's it mm-hmm that's it. Because it's like fucking, yes, I agree. There's too much fucking wheel spinny set up at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But like once they got into that little fucking room, I'm yeah. like, this is awesome. I don't know what Fitz is talking about. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it. Because you were like, this, I don't know. It's kind of like meh or whatever. Well, yeah. No, the, the next one is the one where I thought the ending sucked. This one, the ending was all right. It was the rest of it that was kind of like, Ugh. No, no, I know. But oh. you said this story was meh. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, he's fucking nuts because this is awesome. No, I stand by it. And then when it just fucking, yeah, 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 whatever, bye, it's done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay, I guess. Right. We had to go through all that other shit just to be like, and then some other shit happened, we got to go. Yeah, that's what I meant by by the fact that it took like, it's like a 30-page right. story. It took 20 Right. Just to get to the anthracite place. And it took like five more to talk to the bitchy wife. And then they finally get to the basement and it's like a page and a half. Well, and to me, it's like, what was the point of the fucking hotel? Right. Yeah, there was no point there. It's just to add a little bit of like spooky mystery, which I mean, it works, but at the same time, it's like. Yeah, but then who was the fucking cut person? Cut that shit and give me an ending. Yeah, who was the fucking person at the door? Who was trying to get right. in that room to get them? Was it supposed to be the fucking wife? Was it this fucker who did the marriage ceremony? Who was it? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Mm -hmm. Or was it nobody? Like I said, it it works. It adds a little bit of extra spookiness, but- But it was unnecessary. It, yeah, it's unnecessary. It's fucking chuffa. Give me a satisfying ending, not just, well, we got the brother out. She's mm -hmm. fine. Me and Sherlock are fine. The house lit on fire anyway. That's it. And- I'm sorry, but the, the house made out of coal is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard of. What kind of fucking psycho would build a house out of coal? I wonder if, like, the family of coal barons or whatever actually built it out of coal, or maybe, like, it's changed or something into coal? No, I bet you they they said it was a landmark, so it's been like That's that for true. a long time. Yeah, so. No, they were like, look, we deal in coal. We love coal. We eat it. We take baths in it. I wipe my ass with it. It's good for your pores. Yeah, I sprinkle it on my fucking oatmeal. <laughs>
coal does the body good. Yeah. You want to see my coal mustache? And it's like, <laughs> ew. Yeah. That sounds like something fucked up. We use it for, for antiperspirant, but it's like, that's so dumb. Like, and they even, yeah. met, they even say, at least he says in the story, like all the, the lamps and stuff are uh, super well shielded. Like, what do you call it? The globes on them or whatever are super tight and like, tight. so there's no, there's no chance of the flame getting out. And, Cause it's like, that is so fucking dangerous. Why would you? Right. That is so fucking flammable. It's like fucking wood burning kits in the seventies. It's like, make it, give it like a two foot cord, not six inches. What are you doing? You're trying to get the curtains burnt? Right. It's like that is that's just ridiculous. I have I believe the fucking monster and the crack in the wall more than I believe that somebody <laughs> would build a house out of coal. Yeah. Wow, you've really dropped my score on this one. <laughs> now watch your your score is going to be way higher than mine. If it is, it's just going to be because I don't know what the fuck I judged my other shit with. <laughs> Anthro. Hold on, I'm looking up anthracite to see if that. I think it is just coal. I think that's the anthracite. I, yeah. I don't think there's a fucking mystery here. Stu. Anthracite. Coal of a hard variety contains relatively pure carbon and burns with little flame and smoke. That makes it even stupider then. Well, no, actually, it makes it less stupid, probably. Burns well, with. No, if it, no, if it, it, it burns it, with less smoke. Yeah. That means fucking the west wing of the house is on fire. You're sitting over here still playing tiddlywinks or whatever the fuck you do. True. And the whole side of the house burnt down. And you're like, doo, doo, doo. Oh, wow, do you feel a draft? Yeah. So. It has the highest energy density of all types of coal. The highest ranking of coal. Oh, well, fuck a doodle do. Mm -hmm. I forget. Do we score these as we go or at the end? I think we score them as we go. So let's fucking do that then. Hold on. Starting an anthracite coal flyer takes time and patience. As anthracite okay. coal burns entirely differently than wood or bituminous coal. Okay. Dip a little fucking kerosene on it. Boom. Mm -hmm. Like that shit. You don't need no patience. Can I burn anthracite on an open fire? Hard fuels such as anthracite will simply not burn on ordinary open fires. Mm. Mineral I'm starting fuels. Start to turn around on this whole anthracite thing. Is anthracite flammable? Ignites with difficulty and burns with a short blue and smokeless flame. Hmm. Okay. Well, fuck. Do I know? You dummy. I guess so. I guess I have to take it back then. Well, my score's already lowered. You fucked it. Well, now now it's a nine. Oh, okay. No, I give it a five. Wow. Okay. I like the snowiness. I like the description of the, like the snowy London and stuff. That was kind of neat and different. Yeah. That kind of reminded me. I always love like in Spider-Man stories where they're like, it's a fucking blizzard in New York. And it's like, yes. Yeah. And I like their train ride through the snow and that. I like the idea of this wedding with the crazy minister doing some devilly shit. Reminded me of like King Diamond or something. Okay. Or like some kind of fucking come to the Sabbath under the bridge fucking witchcrafty Satan cult. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, it was took too long to get to the point, and then mm -hmm. the point was pointless. Well, I was originally going to give it a seven. Yeah. I haven't given a seven since Art in the Blood. Mm. But then you made me fucking drop it down a bit, and I was going to say a 5.25, but I'm okay. going to go 5.5 because you redeemed it by looking up anthracite. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't that the, the place just caught on fire at the end. It was they had that, like, basically dynamite, and they blew the place up. Right, but yeah. that was my fucking simplification, overdramatic way of saying, oh, I know. like, they just rushed the fucking ending. I know, I just wanted to clarify, now that we know that anthracite doesn't burn that easily, that I didn't think that it just caught on fire and burned down magically. This bitch got caught on fire? Mm-hmm. That bitch got caught on fire. Yeah, that was an episode title. Mm-hmm. So, Exum Priory. Yeah, so the adventure of Exum Priory, I liked a lot more. 
until the very end. And then, like I told you, the story ends like a wet fart, just hmm. kind of shitty. Okay. I read it yesterday, and this is another one where I was like, huh, does it now? <laughs> because same fucking setup. Some dude comes in, and he's all disheveled, and Sherlock's, oh, you're fucking Bill Johnson. And the dude's like, what? what, what? Yeah. But it was it's way faster and to the point than the previous story. Like, he gets, right. he gets right to it. Right. But at the same time, it's like, oh, yeah, this old trope. Right. But then the thing that saved it for me and made it interesting was the fact that this guy wasn't just any old guy. It was a guy who looked like he was fucking had some kind of weird deformity going right. on. And then I, the way they described it, I was immediately like, oh, I know who I know what this is. And, One of uh, the men's mythers? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because it seemed like he was, like, turning into a fish person. Right. And, I mean, Watson flat out says something like he's almost amphibious, doesn't yeah, he? Right. And then, when, yeah, when they're on the train, taking the train ride to where they're going. Watson pulled his pants down and he didn't have a butthole. He had a tail. Uh, I mean, that wasn't in the book. I'm not saying that didn't happen. Oh, that was in my copy. Oh, okay. Well, I must have the abridged then. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but no, he the, the fish dude fell asleep. And I, I like the, the description of he was snoring or whatever, but it looked like his mouth was opening and closing like a fish. Yeah. He's doing fucking fish lips and shit going. Oh. Uh, right. Well, this fucker shows up and he's like, uh, there's some weird shit going down at my house. Yeah. Like, check this out. I got the rim of this bowl. I got a rim of this bowl and it's covered in bloodstains. <laughs> And Sherlock's like, yep, I go rimming, too. <laughs> Ew, sometimes it's bloody. <laughs> Especially if you leave it gaping. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I kind of grossed myself out, too, but that's still <laughs> funny. <laughs> I really am. I In this show, it's like where you try to be classy. You're like, here's a fucking story I heard. And I'm like, yeah, but then somebody fucking took a shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get to be a real ass clown in this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the, he wants them to come to the priory where he's lived and where his dad or his uncle, who the fuck was it? He lived, I think it was his dad. His dad. Yeah. Well, him and his dad had taken over this family priory that had been in the family and then out of the family. Right. I think it was his dad's uncle. Okay. Is where the uncle comes in. Okay. And then. Because it's supposed to go straight down through this family, just like the spoilers curse. Right. So they go back to this. The family used to own this. And then mm -hmm. some shit happened, and then it became property of the crown or whatever. I guess it was just basically public land. And then, uh, then this dude and his dad bought the property, and they moved back into it. Then his dad started getting sick and getting this deformity like he got, and he finally died. Yeah, he had, like, fucking flippers or something. Yeah. And so then it started happening to this guy, and he started freaking out, and that's why he came to Holmes to get some help to figure out what the hell's going on. Sherlock Holmes, help me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so they, they they agree to go with him to the Priory and, gotcha. and, and see, Woo! yeah, and see what uh, see what's up. And so Holmes shows Watson this little fucking ashtray or whatever the fuck he found. It was like made out of stone. It's like kind of the same thing as the rim of this bowl. <laughs> and uh, just saying, I wanted to make a ribbon joke again. I know you did. And, and Watson's like, wherever did you get that? And he's like, oh, I'll tell you sometime. And so they're on the train going to this priory. And Holmes tells him the story of 
hey, you remember when I died a few years ago when I fell off those waterfalls? Which that I love. I did like Fucking that too. Fucking invoking cool. Rackenback Falls. I was like, yes, bitch. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I did like that. Like I said, this one starts out way stronger than the other one. Mm-hmm. But then he goes on to tell the story of he didn't actually fall off the falls. Nobody actually fell off the falls. Moriarty had a gun on him and made him go down this uh staircase of the falls into this cavern and there was some weird fucking ritual going Dude on bent over being like okay rim it. all right <laughs> check out the rim of this bowl <laughs> that's what i call my ass it's welsh it's welsh for bowl I mean, don't worry it's, it's, welsh, it's welsh for ass welsh for bowl. it's welsh it's, it's welsh for ass i call it a bowl <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry if there's a little blood. Just get in there deep. <laughs> so anyway, they they. Uh, so anyway, there was it's something. It was gross because it was like he woke. He, <laughs> Holmes Holmes got knocked over the head and they woke up in the dark and it was his bowl was chipped. Hold on one second. But yeah, he he went into that cave with uh, Moriarty and I guess Moriarty had promised these whatever these creatures were that were doing the ritual that he would bring them Sherlock Holmes, right? Mm -hmm. And then somebody knocks Moriarty on the head and they're like going to take both of them, I guess. Right. And doesn't Sherlock wake up and like it's pitch black. Yeah, it's like pitch black and there's like tentacles touching his face and he can hear something licking, lapping up some kind of liquid in the dark. It was kind of gross. And uh, eventually he got up and ran out of there and that's how he got a hold of that ashtray or whatever that little octagon dish was. Right. Yeah, he ran away, and then that's the last he saw of Moriarty, and he assumed he was dead. Right. And the thing we should mention is earlier Sherlock says there's like two stories about what happened. He goes, but there's actually three. Oh, right. There's what really happened. Yeah. Right. It was like, there's the story everybody knows. Here's the story I told you, and then there's the truth. Right. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. The ties like that are what I fucking love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, this dude is like, let's go fucking look at this shit, huh? Yeah. And he's that fish guy is also like hearing voices and stuff, and they're making him go crazy. I wonder what that's like. He's like, he's resigned to the fact that he's going to die and there's nothing they can do about his condition, but he just wants the voices to stop. So that's why he wants him to go to the priory and figure out where these voices are coming from that he hears all the time. And didn't we figure out that a priory is like a fucking priest joint? Yeah, I'll look it up for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think you looked it up last episode. Did I? No, I didn't. Yeah, I think that's why I know what it is, because I would have been like, I don't know what the fuck it means. Anyway, moving on. Small monastery or nunnery that there is governed go. by Same a priory thing. or prioress. Fucking A, man. Yeah, they go down into this deep fucking hole, and Sherlock's already like, there's some weird shit going on here. Mm-hmm. And then, then they start seeing all kinds of ghosts and shit and hearing ghostly voices, and, and one of the ghosts is Moriarty. Okay, so was Moriarty a ghost, or was he something that came through the fucking thing? The void? Uh Oh, that's good. Because... Sherlock, I know, heard a voice. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's right. Right, because he made a deal with the old gods and shit. And once again, this is what I was talking about. It's fucking interdimensional beings in point of fact. Right. They're fucking, it's Indiana Jones 4. They're interdimensional critters being like, let's take over the world. Mm-hmm. But Watson hears his old lady, Mary. Right. This this void or this, because it's, uh, was it he had... I don't know, there was some kind of, yeah, like you said, a void or 
like a light or something that it was kind of similar to the fucking last story there's kind some of. fucking portal void to another dimension and right they're hearing all these different voices and yeah watson hears his dead wife's voice and then it's like calling them trying to get them to go into this void yeah like they hear the thing they desire most in life or whatever right hear or see or whatever and right holmes hears all these different great intellects from the past and future and he's like oh i need to go in there so i can talk to these people and all this information i could get and blah 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 mm-hmm. so it's all like a honey trap to get them into the void mm-hmm. but yeah it was all set up by moriarty to lure them there Right, because these critters made a fucking, or Moriarty made a deal with the fucking old gods or whatever Mm -hmm. to give him more power if he, like, lured fuckers in. Right. Specifically Sherlock. Right, and it actually has nothing to do with this Norris dude, this fish guy. Mm -hmm. It's just that his family has a curse in their blood. Right. And when, when they came back to this priory that sits on this fucking interdimensional portal thing it mm-hmm. like it activated their fucking mutant yeah, shit it reawakened their fucking blood curse right so like up to this point i'm like this shit's awesome i don't know what the fuck fitz is talking about right this shit was yeah this is the awesome part <laughs> right so i'm wondering where it fell apart for you because i thought it was so fucking cool when like doesn't the dude go through but his hand gets fucking cut off and yeah stays in our dimension and then fucking moriarty just like falls to pieces no moriarty gets stuck in the void with him oh okay that's what he did he he was trying to get and i guess i shouldn't be too harsh on the ending of this i guess it's not i guess it just ended kind of quick like the other one but yeah the whole thing was they were trying to get holmes and watson into this void and they couldn't resist the spell or whatever right so the fish guy finally couldn't take it anymore and he ran and like fucking flying body tackled moriarty and they struggled and fought until they were inside the void and then the void snapped shut and it cut that norris fish dude's arm off right and wasn't he holding something yeah they noticed that moriarty when they were struggling what did him in was he stopped to marvel at something that had fallen or that norris had in his hand right see this is the part that i was like this is dumb but the the thing that moriarty desired the most was uh he saw a picture that norris had carried of queen victoria in his wallet or some shit and that's what he was looking at when he paused for a second and that gave the fish guy the upper hand and made him be able to push him into the void right but the explanation was that moriarty had made this deal with the elder gods and but he really wanted just to be an englishman again or some shit the pride of an englishman or some shit what it was was like that's what broke the spell on moriarty because he was he was fucking balls deep with these guys right yeah with the elder gods and then he saw that and he realized like how far he had fallen right okay i thought that was pretty fucking poetic and cool Mm, i guess yeah when you say it like that, I guess it is. I guess I just kind of read it the wrong way. You were in a fucking bitchy ass mood this week, huh? I have been actually. So yeah, it's not surprising. Yeah, I understand the feeling. Yeah. I call that fucking Tuesday. Yeah. I definitely liked this story a whole lot better than the first one. I really, I enjoyed this one. Right. And I liked the, uh, the idea of this fourth dimension where all these voices were actually transcending time. They weren't even, you know what I mean? They were like being broadcast through time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking cool because like they specifically said Sherlock can hear voices from the past, present and future of like the greatest intellects. Right. So they weren't really ghosts. They were like projections of these people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just what he desired most, which is like knowledge, intellectual fucking stimulation. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Equals. Right. There's a better word for it, but it's not coming to me. But yeah, that's what he craves. That's why he's always fucking fucking around with hookahs and shit and coke and all that shit. Because he's like, I I need something to fucking 
keep up with my brain piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, that one I'm like, I don't, I don't know where the fuck he's coming from. Yeah, maybe my final my assessment on the ending was a little too rash. The rest of the story was really good, but I, I guess I was just disappointed that that's all there was to the end. Was like, okay, so they they push and shove a little bit, and he falls into the hole, and that's the end. Oh, and we forgot to mention at the end, Sherlock does pick up that fucking picture. Right. Well, yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how they know. That's how he explains right. what what it was. Right, and he pimps away with it, and mm-hmm. they play him off. <laughs> they play him off. The Sandman comes out and sweeps him off. Yeah. No, I mean, wasn't there a band in the corner that was, as they're talking, it's getting louder and louder and louder? Well, yeah, because they were going to the bar. Yeah. They were going to go get Hammer Smash Face. Fucking A. That's a band I've never listened to. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibal Corpse? You don't you don't listen to Cannibal Corpse? It's a song. That's right. It's a song. Yeah. Hammer Smash Face. Yeah, I remember. Wasn't that in... Uh, Ace Ventura? Ace Ventura, yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember you told me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I dug it, man. Yeah, I dug that one, too. I was just a little let down by the ending. I thought the ending was yeah. a little anticlimactic for the buildup. Yeah, I disagree. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess I was expecting more of an Innsmouth payoff. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if that's what you're fucking that's what building I was, up to, I can see it. Yeah, but... that's kind of what I was expecting. And then, you know, it wasn't that in the end. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from with that, but fuck that. I thought it was awesome, which I'm going to be reading that soon, I think, in that book you gave me. Yeah, it's a good one. I think the next one I've got is the Dunwich Horror. Yeah, Dunwich Horror is pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. That's one I recognize, so it's like, oh, this must be one of the ones everybody likes. Because mm-hmm. there's been a couple in there that I know everybody blows and shit, and I'm like, y'all are fucking dumb. <laughs> but anyway, back on track. <laughs> so what's your ranking? I give this one like a seven. Seven and a half. So, okay. You can go to a quarter point if you want. Nah, that's all right. 7.5? Yeah. Now, see, I'm tempted just because you stole my score to say something different, but that's what I was going to give it at 7.5. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it. yeah, like I said, it was just the, the ending wasn't my cup of tea, but the rest of it I liked, all the setup and the- Right. I thought it was all, the setup was like the right amount of time, and I liked the- the character way better than that chick in the first story she yeah. was like she had the personality of like a dishcloth or the, the the backstory or the whatever she wasn't very interesting at all or intriguing uh, no because she's really fucking played as like a like just a damsel like a dummy yeah like old school fucking it's a dumb woman she doesn't understand nothing that's going on let's have right. these men's come in and save her because she's too stupid with her female feeble brain to figure it out right is how it really feels so mm-hmm. yeah I can feel you. That's it for this episode then, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Went through both the stories. That's fucked up. I can't believe next time's the end. I know. I'm actually kind of happy, though. I'll be glad to get onto a different genre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that, too, but I always get this way with books. It's like, oh, no, it's over. Well, yeah. But that's the thing about books. You can always go back and read them again. Oh, no. But still, it's... It's always a weird feeling where it's like, oh, it's over. Especially if it's like a solo book that doesn't have like a sequel mm. or something. Yeah. Then it's really like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, how you feeling? Let's take the temperature of the room. Other than like glad it's almost over. I mean, are you glad we've gone on this journey or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed most of these stories. I'm just saying just with H.P. Lovecraft or Sherlock Holmes in general, you kind of got to be in the right mindset. Uh, yeah, 
I I've always attributed it to like the old timey style. Yeah, but I be. think it's just like it's not the style that puts me off most of the time. I mean, like yeah, there's something where it's like no, I've got to be in that mood. Right. Well, I mean, for me, it's kind of like that with any kind of but like like I started to try to read that Star Trek book, and I was like, eh. Because I just wasn't in the mood for a Star Trek book, right. or or I could start reading some other uh, uh, yeah. fantasy book, and it's like, nah, I'm not in the mood for this. But then I'll go read something else, and I'll blow right through it. You know, it is interesting to me that, and I mean, we've sort of talked about this when it comes to like Star Wars specifically, mm-hmm. where we've talked about like you know all of the making of shit, mm-hmm. I know the stories. You read a lot more nonfiction than I do. I've noticed. Yeah, that didn't used to be the case but yeah i mean just in general i read more nonfiction now than i do fiction that didn't right. used to be the case i don't know what changed i guess it's because i don't have to concentrate as hard right so i can just kind of like look through nonfiction books while i'm fucking well, dealing with fucking a chaos house right like those fucking costume books you were talking about yeah there's no fucking narrative you can jump to from series to series and it's not like oh fuck i've got to know what happened in the fucking original series before i can right read what they did in enterprise yeah. so yeah no definitely it's way easier to digest yep so you sort of get the same hit you know mm-hmm. you're scratching that reading itch but it's easier to fucking come and go right if you miss three days of reading you're not like oh fuck i gotta reread the last chapter because i don't know what the fuck happened now mm-hmm. yeah which is yeah. Ex- which is exactly what happens when i try to read a, a fiction book was it'll be a week before i get to read again and it's like what the fuck happened i don't remember what happened right and i mean fucking that's a problem these days like these books are so fucking long I'm, i've read some of those old marvel novels from like the 70s mm-hmm. some of those old star trek novels from the 70s even when they're bad it's like 180 pages whoop you fucking do power through it jackass <laughs> you know yeah whereas now a book it's like 520 pages and it's like ugh. Yeah. by page 300 you're like i'm done with this shit yeah well even with that the star trek book i'm reading now the nonfiction book the 50 year journey or whatever the first one mm-hmm. i'm on page like 200 and something and it's like oh my god there's 350 pages left holy shit really yeah that's why i'm like this is a fucking chore like this book is i mean it's a history it's a textbook basically but not even like a textbook like a i don't know dude like a scrapbook almost but it's like fucking 500 and something pages i was like oh fuck i'm not even to the end of the original series yet doesn't that book just cover the original series but i think it co- yeah the original series and then i think they're going to do the animated series and i think they're going to do the movies okay well yeah that's what i meant yeah yeah but i mean i'm not even to the end of the 60s yet i'm in like 1968 now or 67 fuck yeah so you're still in season one <laughs> no i'm in season three but they're just about to get canceled oh but yeah it was like it's over 200 pages just to get that far wow that's nuts. Yeah. Anyway, back to the question I asked. Yeah, no, I'm glad I'm glad we were reading this book. It's 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 good. Not all of them are winners, obviously. No. But yeah. All of them are there's only been a couple that it was like, "Oh, I can't wait to get through with this story." Right. For the most part, they're all enjoyable. Some are really good, and some are just like, "Meh." You know what's funny though is like Vorish Sinus, it's definitely that's your lowest score so far. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I was really put off by that for some reason. You're like me with fucking studying Emerald or Weeping Masks. Yeah. It'll be interesting to average out these scores. Yeah, I'm going to guess our averages are probably around eight, mm. seven maybe. 
let's see, just a quick look. Yours probably is. Mine's going to be a little bit more difficult oh, because well, I've you've, got two twos and two tens. I was going to say, you fucked yourself with those twos. Your average is going to be way off. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we've mentioned before, my scores are way more bipolar than yours. Yeah, true. Because it is. It's like two, 6.5, 10, 7.75, two, 7.25, nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because there's none of, none of these if I absolutely just like... This is garbage. I want to burn this book. You know? Well, I mean, even if the story sucked, I wouldn't be like, let's burn the book. Well, no, me neither, but... Jesus. Just saying. I mean, studying Emerald had me being like, maybe we could get our money back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we've gone on this, because it's really shown me that these two do cross over well. Yeah, they really do. And I think it might be because they're not too far apart in time. Mm, yeah. It's not like you're fucking crossing over, you know, Mary Shelley with fucking Star Wars. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like the same time period. It's probably the same reason why Lovecraft and uh, Robert E. Howard. Oh, why he could write Lovecraftian stories? Right. And he can cross over some of his characters with Lovecraft. Did he do that? I think so, yeah. I mean, I know he wrote Lovecraftian stories, like he wrote Cthulhu yeah. stories or whatever. But there was one, I think, I don't know, I'd have to go back and look, but one of them he does there is like a mashup of i don't know if it was solomon kane i don't think it was solomon kane but it was uh something one of his characters like mashed up with one of like a lovecraft thing i think or maybe he just crossed over with his own stuff i don't remember i could be totally fucking wrong (laughs) right but yeah that's my big takeaway that these two blend well these two themes like sherlock holmes and fucking lovecraftian monsters and shit yeah they really do so yeah. Um, you ready to do thank yous and get the fuck out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Thank yous, as per usual, go to at the J Sarge for opening music, at Sherry Archinoff for our uh, logo, at TESD Groupie for helping us out with that intro, and at GGAMK30 for helping us out with books, providing the books. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, if you like this book, go to our site and click on the Amazon banner and go buy it. Oh yeah, that's right. Fucking click on the Amazon. Is it? Now that we've completely spoiled it for you. Yeah, fucking A. You could read it or you could listen to like 15 hours. Mm -hmm. It's not 15 hours. Most of these episodes are under that. It's five hours. (laughs) Is it in the pimp spot section on the site? There's a direct link to the book, I believe, in the uh, Nerd Blitz pimp shop. Oh, sorry. The pimp spot shop. And then you could also just click on the generic Amazon banner on the homepage, too. But yeah, as for our shit, you can find everything and everywhere we are at nerdblitz.com. That includes merch, extra audio like Bandcamp and Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod. Definitely want to get that shout out in, though. Yeah. Nerdblitz.com. It's got links to everywhere you can find us. You can stream us straight on the site, everything. So head over to nerdblitz.com and check all that out, okay? Okay. Uh, other than that, I'm at the Scooby Doom. You are? At Fitzman73. And on both Twitter and the Instagrams, we're at nerdblitzpod. So, next episode will be the finale of Series 6 of Book Club when we come back with Death Did Not Become Him by David Nall Nile now wilson mm-hmm. and patricia lee maycumber and nightmare and wax by simon clark i don't know why i don't know any of these three authors but death did not become him sounds like it might be fun yeah either that or it's going to be a stupid rip off of something or um i don't like that title see i do really yeah it's i mean i i like a case of insomnia and shit like that a lot better yeah or you know some of the other ones but 
I don't know. There's something about that title that pops out to me. Hmm. Maybe it's because it is so different. Hmm. Could be. Nightmare and Wax sounds that one sounds good, good too. Yeah. Yeah. That one sounds creepy and interesting. How much you want to lay that that one's going to be bees again? Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, the bees. Anywho, until we come back with those two stories and the finale of Series 6 of the Nerd Blitz Book Club. Bookmark it. Boom. This has been a feature of TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media.